0: everyone welcome to the rotor grinders morning grind podcast i'm your host TVTPFL. it's tuesday it's march 29th it is 2022 we have five nba games to talk about here on today's podcast i'm joined by tj tj absolutely i mean you're everywhere now like you're all over the place on rotor grinders but uh how's it going my friend
1: it's going really well checking the schedule today and Looks like I'm going to be doing some crunch time for the first time in April, and I'll be on there a few times doing some MLB, some NBA. I'm excited.
0: I was working on the morning grind schedule for April today. Not fully done with it, but I'm super excited to be able to start scheduling some baseball podcasts. So um, I know that's like music to a lot of people's ears. And um, yes, I'm ready. I'm so ready for basketball. I, I'm ready for a playoff basketball start. Like I'm I'm ready, ready for regular basketball, like regular season basketball to end because it's playoff basketball is fantastic and this time of year it's just I don't know I, I can't stand all the late scratches.
1: Yep, I feel you tonight as we record a perfect example Trey Mann and thirty percent of my lineups not on the injury report all day he gets ruled out thirty minutes before the game. So happy I was on that uh, tonight. I I was on the gr- I was on Grinders Live earlier. So I uh, I usually run one fifty whenever I'm on Grinders Live. So I'm happy that kept me on the ball because late news, like always, when during tanking season, is incredibly important.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, and this is a first like podcast I mention it all the time. There is going to be things that change <laughs> from the time you listen to this podcast. Um, there's going to be things that change. So let's uh let's jump in and get started here. We get started with Chicago at Washington two, 24 and a half total in this game. The Bulls, a three-point favorite. Chicago second end of a back-to-back. We'll be waiting on an injury report for them. And then on the Washington side, Beal Kuzma out um so i think this is an interesting spot for chicago um you know i I feel like if you're chicago you probably want to do the best you can to stay in the five seed i don't think you want to be the six seed i really think you'd rather play the 76ers than the bucks in the first round um so i think even with this game being like the second end of a back-to-back we're gonna see normal players here getting normal roles for Chicago. Um, Talk to me here about the Bulls.
1: I agree with you. And especially because if I'm not mistaken, like I'm not sure if the standings have updated yet as I look at it, but the Raptors won tonight and the the Bulls lost. So it might be, it might be like right tied up now. I haven't, I'm not sure if it's
0: a a half
1: game either way. Yeah. Like it's a very important one for the Bulls. So they're going to be working as hard as they can to hold on to this one the tough thing is, is like these guys are kind of tough to tough to play when all three of their stars are in the lineup, which I'm assuming they're going to be in a must win game. Um, DeRozan is probably the most appealing of the three to me. They're all cheaper on FanDuel than they are on DK. I think DeRozan would probably be the one that I would rank first just because he's got on FanDuel, lots of positional flexibility on DK, he's just a power forward, but That's valuable. Uh, That's a valuable position to be able to get him at, anyways. So, DeRozan, I think, would be my favorites on this team. Um, I think you can take shots as well on Io Dasunmu on a small slate. Um, He's been starting and getting good minutes lately, and especially on FanDuel. I'm just checking right now if his, yeah, he's 3,600 on FanDuel. So, looking at it now until we get a ton of injury news later in the day, I think Io Dasunmu is probably going to be one of our better value plays on a small slate.
0: I think if you were on Caruso on Monday night, you go back to the well here, he got in foul trouble. Um, I think he ended up with like 30 minutes or something. Kobe White played a a good amount of minutes in that game. So I think this is a good bounce back spot for Caruso at 5,300. Don't mind EO like you were talking about, but out of the studs, it's tough with all of them. I think, Ceiling-wise, I think DeRozan still has the ceiling just because I think he's going to shoot the most out of the three. Um, You know, Vooch is obviously like a double-double machine, but I I think DeRozan has the ceiling. And then on the Washington side, Porzingis will be back for this game. He's 8,500. He's been crushing here with Washington, with Kuzma out. Um, KCP has been playing good. Uh, he, he's over 30 fantasy points in three of the last five games. Um, yeah, it, it's tough when it comes to Washington. You know, Casper played a ton the other night. But, yeah, it, it's tough. What are your thoughts here on Washington?
1: So, I think Porzingis, obviously, he's shown that even though he doesn't play a ton of minutes, he has an incredibly high ceiling with his ability to get steals, blocks, hit threes, get rebounds. On FanDuel, Thomas Sadoransky, 3,600. Great value, just like Dasunmu is over there. He's fine on DK as well, where he's 4100, but his ceiling's not that high. And so, 4100, you're probably only looking at 20 to 25 points from him, which on a small slate may be okay. But that's a lot nicer at a 3600 price tag uh, over on FanDuel, where we have lots of guys that we want to pay up for on a small slate. So I like him over there on on FanDuel. I agree with you that uh, Caldwell Pope has been playing very well. I think he's in play. Hajimura is going to project out well, and I think he's fine, but he's not somebody I like getting to a ton just because I never feel like he really has that high of a ceiling. Um, maybe Corey Kispert on DK. He can hit some threes, get hot, but I think we're going to have better uh, better options as the day opens up.
0: All right, we got Philadelphia and Milwaukee facing off in Philadelphia. Said that backwards. Um, Two, 27 and a half total in this game. The 76ers, some books have them as like one and a half. Some books have them as four. Um, So I'll tell you right now, points bet has bucks plus four. I would jump all over that. Um, You know, I think that that line is a little soft. Um, Giannis is probable. Benbury is out. And then on the 76ers side, they're they're ready to go. They're healthy. Um, So could this be a preview of... You know, the Eastern Conference, you know, depending on how the seedings kind of this could be a playoff matchup. We'll just go with that. Um, So looking at Milwaukee first, I mean, it's hard not to like Giannis in this spot. I think he's going to show up big for this game. Um, He's averaging 65 fantasy points per game against this team this season. Um, Talk me off Giannis if you if you dare.
1: I cannot. Giannis is the best payup option on the slate. Um, on, uh, on DK, he's re- he's like priced up there right with Embiid. On FanDuel, 11-4, he's the most expensive stud on the slate, but we're going to have a ton of value. We've already talked about two options that are going to be starters getting 30-plus minutes in the last game, and that's already if m- more value doesn't open up. So I, I think Giannis is an absolute lock and load play. These are two teams that are like dead tied in standings right now. They both want to win. They're jockeying for position, jockeying for home court. If they're going to match up against each other. Yeah. This is absolutely love Giannis on this spot, Middleton and, and holiday. I'm not quite as keen on just because each of them have kind of been priced for roles as if other people are out. I'd probably rather take a shot on Middleton than I would on uh, Drew holiday just because He's still in the seven Ks, whereas is up in the eight K range. So, I'd rather take a shot on Middleton. He'd be my second uh, dairy player there. I don't think I'm going to get to a lot else. I think like there are, if you if you're playing lots of lineups and you want to take a shot on Brook Lopez, I think there are worse shots. He's played 24, 28, 22 in the last three games, and now they're going to be matching up against Embiid, so they're going to really need his size. So, Brook Lopez forty two hundred. I don't think that's crazy play um checking what he is on FanDuel yeah 47 I'd rather play him on DK where the opportunity cost isn't as high you can roster two centers and he's cheaper um plus you got that three-point bonus over there
0: on the Philadelphia side just like I think Giannis shows up to this game I think Embiid shows up to this game I think this is a game we see 25 to 30 shots from Embiid it, listen, it's going to be tough. You get $4,500 per player if you play them both. Um, We're going to need some value to open up on this slate to make that work. And honestly, with LeBron and Anthony Davis doubtful for the Lakers, we're probably going to want to play some of those Lakers players too that are in that like mid-tier. So it's an interesting slate whether or not you can do it. It's too early to say in the day, can you play both of them? But, I mean, you're looking at, what, 150-point-plus upside from two players? If they're both hitting their ceiling in this spot, it's probably even higher than that?
1: Yeah, I think you can absolutely play both of them, and I think that's going to be optimal. Like, just plugging in some early value that we've already talked about, Ayo Desunmu, Thomas Sadaransky, and I'm talking FanDuel. That's where I play... Uh, more primarily, and now in this, and we're gonna have the, we're gonna talk more about the Lakers later, but there's gonna be some value in that one. Plugging in some open spots, I got three open spots left with Giannis and Joel Embiid, and I got seven K per player with these three spots. So I think we're gonna have the value to make it work, and I think it's gonna be optimal. These are two teams that are fighting for position. We look at the other games lakers in dallas dallas should run them out of the gym utah and clippers maybe paul george coming back for that game and so their uh, lineup's going to be muddled up this is the game that is probably the most appealing one to stack and you don't actually have to stack it because you can just play the two best players
0: yeah i mean i think if you want to get like if you if you potentially want to get contrarian maybe you take a shot on Harden over Embiid um I still think Embiid is the play Tobias is 6500 he really hasn't been crushing but he hasn't been terrible here re- recently starting to seem like he's getting into a rhythm in the Embiid Harden um run here uh, you know uh, another guy <sighs> maybe take a shot on maxi but his production's kind of been down for his price so i think it's one of the two studs for philadelphia and that's really it um shockingly enough danny green played like 30 minutes the other night i don't know where that came from but i don't know how much i really want to trust that either
1: i mean hey no one gives up more threes than uh than milwaukee so maybe you want to try it but no that's not going to be a play for me the last two things on this game i want to mention are a couple Fanduel salaries uh tobias harris still 5900 and uh bobby portis as well even though he's going to be coming off the bench it's a short slate and he's only 5100 so those are two guys that i think on Fanduel are reasonably priced and you can definitely get into your lineups
0: all right moving on here we got detroit at brooklyn 29 total in this game. The Nets are a 13-point favorite. On the Brooklyn side, Simmons is out. Is Kyrie... Did he get vaccinated? Or is he allowed to play now? He didn't get vaccinated, but uh,
1: New York changed their laws. so Yankees fans and Nets fans get to rejoice because Yankees' basically entire lineup was unvaccinated and the Nets get Kyrie back for playoffs now.
0: Okay so he'll be in this one i just totally whiffed on that news um did not see that but that makes a ton of sense and then on the detroit side grant is out diallo is out um let's start with detroit anything standing out to you here for the pistons
1: not a ton yet um to be honest, I'm having fun building my potential lineup with MB Giannis and Luca all in it. I am I'm, I'm excited for the prospect of this. Um, but as I'm looking at it for Detroit, I re- like, I just have a tough time thinking they're not getting blown out, which they do a good job of not like, to be fair, they typically don't get blown out, but I get my favorite play would probably be Sadiq Bay, 5,500 over, over on FanDuel. Um, he's going to be getting more minutes and more rebound opportunity with uh, Jeremy Grant out. And that price tag is just obscene. Like that's an absolute misprice for him. So I think that's a lock and load play on FanDuel. Obviously his price isn't as appealing on DraftKings. Um, Cade Cunningham, way cheaper on FanDuel as well. 8,800 on DraftKings. I think there's just other guys I'd like to get to, even though he's got a high ceiling. If I'm taking a shot on anybody over on DK, I think it would probably be Marvin Bagley. He's got the power forward eligibility. He should see extra minutes, maybe enter the starting lineup without Jeremy Grant. I think he'd be my favorite one on DK, but on DK, I don't really want to play a lot of these guys. They're more of a fan-duel-only team for me because their prices are so much lower.
0: So I think someone else, uh, Just I think Stewart at 5K in this matchup against Brooklyn could crush. He played 37 minutes against the Knicks the other night. Uh, Bagley played 35 minutes in back-to-back games now Um, he's still 5600 just two names that I could see either one of these guys getting here Brooklyn's not a good rebounding team if Detroit can keep this game close which like you said while we we see these big spreads like you know they just lost by two to Knicks they lost by three to Washington they just crushed Atlanta they Detroit have,
1: loves to lose, but they don't love to get blown out.
0: Right. I mean, so they got some young talent here. Obviously they don't want to win games. Um, It's that time of the year, right? Detroit sitting at 20 wins. The Magic are sitting at 20 wins and Houston sitting at 20 wins. These three teams want to lose out. Um, You know, with the Thunder at 21 wins, all three of these teams want to lose out. So you know, we, we've even seen Houston win a couple games in a row here. Um, I don't think they beat the Spurs. That game was going on when we...
1: There's eight seconds left, and it's a three-point game. I'm, I'm checking it tight because I really want overtime.
0: <laughs> yeah, so at the end of the day, if Detroit's able to keep this game close, which they've been able to do a lot recently, then some of these mid-tier plays like Bagley, like Bay, like Stewart, could crush. I mean, Cunningham could crush in this spot too. Um, But I think this is a really interesting spot for these Detroit players and crazy enough. I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy to bet Detroit plus 13 in this game. Um, I know they're against Brooklyn in Brooklyn, but I could see them keeping this game close enough where they could cover 13.
1: I agree. I'm pretty sure they have the most losses in the entire NBA within five points. Um, Like this is a team that is very good at at keeping games tight and that's a very big spread. So, yep. I don't mind that one, one bit. And I really want to hammer in Sadiq Bay on FanDuel 5,500. That is just a absolutely fantastic play. And I think if you want to play these bigs on Detroit, you play Kelly Olenek on DK or sorry, my apologies, not Kelly Olenek. You play Marvin Bagley on DK where he's over a thousand dollars cheaper than he is on FanDuel and he's got power forward eligibility and you play Isaiah Stewart on FanDuel where even though he's a bit more expensive he's got that power forward eligibility so you can still put Embiid in those lineups
0: All right, the Brooklyn side I think Kyrie and Durant are both interesting as pivot plays to some of the other studs on the slate I think I would lean Durant over Kyrie he seems to have a higher ceiling right now but I think the other studs are better plays. Uh, I'll just say that. Um, they did give Drummond 30 minutes the other night. Charlotte is so bad um, against Biggs. Like, Drummond, he had a monster game the other night. If he was able to, you know, see minutes here, like, LaMarcus is back in this game. So, I think that's where the Drummond minutes kind of go away. And I don't want to overreact to LaMarcus coming back, but I definitely want to note it. Um Gordon Drogic's minutes have been solid. He's 4,800, but honestly, I don't love Brooklyn. I, I think Detroit keeps it close, so these Brooklyn players have some ceiling, but I just the other studs on this slate are just in much better spots and game environments.
1: Yeah, I agree completely. I think the best plays on Brooklyn, honestly, are Andre Drummond, 5,500, and Seth Curry, 5,400. I think those are the best two shots to take. Um, on FanDuel where obviously everybody's cheaper now because they don't ever want to praise anybody up. It's not a bad game stack spot. We talked about betting Detroit's uh, with that line. When you have Sadiq Bay at 5,500 Isaiah Stewart, 5,200 and best of all, or maybe not best of all because of Sadiq Bay, but second best of all, Cade Cunningham at 7,700. If you want to run a full game stack with Cunningham, Kyrie Durant, bay and stewart even you want to throw drummond in there go for it like it's very very doable you can get all the studs from this game and plug them in and still have a very easy time doing it on FanDuel.
0: all right um does i i don't i'll just say this really quick uh before we move on to this last game i or i guess it's not the last game it's the next game yeah. yeah lakers game but there is nobody rooting for the Spurs to get in the playoffs more than me. Um, I want to see, like, I, I want to play more DeJounte Murray. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you see his line tonight? 33 7, 11, 2 and 2. Um, yeah. Just nine game slates, 60% owned, and it is not, it was
1: not high enough.
0: Yeah. He is, DeJounte is where it's at right now. But anyway, we got the Lakers at Dallas 2. 19 total this game opened at 223 um lines all over the place in this game we see some eight and a halfs. we see some 11 and a halfs. but the Mavs are a huge favorite in this game um so we'll just say that on the Lakers side Anthony Davis and LeBron James doubtful Kendrick Nunn out and then on the Dallas side Tim Hardaway Jr. is out Sterling Brown is out so Lakers no LeBron no Anthony Davis, they have to win games. Dare I say, we take some shots here on Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, obviously we got Horton Tucker. He should play decent minutes in this game. Um, there's some there's some tournament options from the Lakers for sure, but I I hate the fact that I like Westbrook here, but I think this is one of those games we see. Westbrook just kind of try to take over and 20 shot attempts, triple, double type of game.
1: So I too hate the fact that I like Westbrook, but I feel like I'm going to have a pretty easy time fading him actually. And the reason for that is just because there are so many other good guard plays I want to get to today. I want to get to Luca. I want to get to the, a couple of these cheapy values that we've talked about, but also I love Malik Monk. I absolutely love Malik Monk. I'd rather get to Malik Monk at 5,200 than Russell Westbrook at 8,800. Um, I'd rather get to Carmelo Anthony or Taylor Horton Tucker. Even Wenyen Gabriel, I like taking some shots on. Um, if Dwight Howard plays and is in the starting lineup, I think we can take shots on him. Austin Reeves uh, on DK where he's nice and cheap, I think we can take shots on him. I'd rather play these cheapies on uh, on, on the Lakers than, I, than Westbrook just because... It's a good spot for value, but it's not a great matchup. I like, the, I like the opportunity cost more for the value guys than I do for Westbrook. I think I'd rather get up a little bit higher to the guys, the Doncic's, the, the Embiid's, the, the Giannis's, especially on FanDuel. So this is, I mean, you've heard me say this eight times already on this podcast, but Taylor Horton Tucker's min price. Wenyan Gabriel is min price. Now, he's a guy that nobody ever gets to, and they don't run for a lot of minutes, but he's a very strong point-per-minute producer. So on on FanDuel, I really like getting Horton Tucker, Gabriel, and Carmelo Anthony, who's only 4,100 over there. And on DK, I really like the values of Malik Monk and even a little bit of Austin Reeves.
0: Yeah, gosh, the Lakers, man. It's just one of those situations where Malik Monk's probably too cheap on DraftKings um for the spot do we see big minutes from like Camar- Carmelo Anthony in this game y- you don't know um it's it must win situations and the fact that like LeBron's dealing with the ankle um he, like there was reports that said he could barely walk um so it's, it's crazy i feel like LeBron's a gamer, man. If he if he could play in this game, he'd be out there for sure. Dallas side of this game, I mean, Luka, obviously, Russell Westbrook defense is non-existent, um, so Luka, matchup-wise, one of the best matchups on the slate. There are so many studs on this slate. I think I honestly would rank Luka third behind Giannis and Embiid.
1: Yeah, on DraftKings, I agree with you. I would have him third. On FanDuel, I think I actually have him first just because he's 10-5 in comparison to the 11-4 and 11-2 price tag of Giannis and Embiid. Yeah. Um, But on DK, I agree with you. I think I'd have him third, because even though he has the best matchup, it's hard to think that LA stays in this game. So if you're going to be playing Luca, I really recommend running it back with maybe taking a shot on Westbrook, but still probably not him, because Luca only has that PG eligibility on on DK. Um, So I really think you're going to be wanting to run it back with maybe... Malik Monk, and then one of Carmelo, Jalen Horton, Tucker, Austin Reeves, one of those guys, if you're going to be playing Luca, um, Other than that, I don't think I really want to be getting to any of these guys. I think Jalen Brunson is a reasonable enough play on DraftKings where he's only uh, 5,900. Um, but other than that, like I don't think there's a lot of these guys that I really want to get to. Dwight Powell at 4,100 is fine, but the opportunity cost at center is just pretty high.
0: All right. Before we move on to the last game, I know you are sweating that Houston San Antonio game. Um, don't go back and watch the final shot of that game. Um, what it, it was like halfway down and came out. Um, the three that was shot at the end of that game. Oh. So it like sw- it hit backboard, swirled around the rim. It looked like it was going in and it came out. Um, so. Yeah, that's incredibly
1: disappointing because sorry, (laughs) my top play was like I was the one I was most happy about was I had 40% Sean Tate and he's 6.6% owned. I thought that was just an absolute smash without uh, Christian Wood. He did decent 27.4 solid enough, but he had a steal and a block that were there that got taken away from him. And then now that game didn't go into OT, but that's all right. I still got some good sweats going because my guy Brandon Williams is having a great start to the game.
0: I'm only sweating Theo Malden's point over in that game. So hopefully he's off to a good start too. Um, I just need him to get, I think it was like 14 and a half. So 15 points, that'd be fantastic.
1: Uh, as I see it, there's already two people ahead of me who, or I guess just one. One has Brandon Williams and is ahead of me. So that's disappointing. No, it doesn't look like first will be achievable, but we still got some good sweats.
0: All right. We finish out the slate with Utah at LA taking on the Clippers. The biggest thing about this game, before we get into injury reports and everything else, is this game starts two and a half hours after the 730 game. So Island game, 214 and a half total. The Jazz were a favorite in this game, and then it kind of flip-flopped to the Clippers because the Jazz, it seems like they're going to rest some people here. Uh, Paul George, questionable. Kawhi out Norman Powell out um we talked about was it me and you that talked about this last week I I can't remember I talked to somebody I was like man if the Clippers get these guys healthy watch out um it seems like it's getting really close to Paul George being back and it looks like they're gonna make the playoffs and this is a team that could be really scary in the playoffs with Paul George healthy um on the jazz side of things Bogdanovich, Rudy Gobert, Daniel house jr. are questionable. Whiteside is out so if Gobert does sit that affects that so we're gonna start here with Utah Donovan Mitchell another guy you know another potential stud on this slate he is eighty seven hundred um, I don't want to bury the lead here I, I think the lead is if Gobert sits and Whiteside's already out. Hernan Gomez is 4K, and he's going to play 30-plus minutes against the Clippers in this game. Um, And, you know, when we're talking value that we need for it to open up to be able to play some of these guys, he is obviously going to be one of those guys we're going to be watching some news.
1: For sure. And I think another player you'd be able to play would be Rudy Gay. Um, Obviously, he has a bit of a sour taste in people's mouths just because – He disappointed his mega chalk that one night, but he played very well in um, in Gobert's absence last game. Eric Pascal started, played twenty six minutes. That I probably wouldn't go there, but it's okay. Royce O'Neal on FanDuel, or sorry, on DK, only thirty nine hundred. Not the best, but if like we've talked about a ton of value, I don't think we're going to be short on it. But if on quote unquote, that's a guy that'll probably get over five x at that price. I don't think Mitchell's going to be a play for me. Um, if we get news that say Mike Conley's resting or something like that, then I'll be a lot more interested. But as it stands, he's not one of the guys that is enticing me the most.
0: This game, this whole game is kind of like, eh. Um, obviously, there could be some potential value. If Paul George plays, I don't think I'd play him here at 9K. Um, he has been doing some five-on-five drills. I still think they'd be somewhat careful with his minutes. But if Paul George plays, that kind of crushes Reggie Jackson's value, maybe even Terrence Mann. So I I think the one guy that I'm potentially looking at here for the Clippers is Robert Covington. Uh, He's cheap. He's been playing mid-20 minutes. And he's a guy that can just fill up the stat sheet with rebounds, assists, blocks, points. So um, he's just kind of on the list today.
1: Yeah, I think the guy for me is going to be Isaiah Hartenstein. They talked about how they're going to be limiting some of their players' minutes, is minutes, and Batum's not going to be playing big minutes. Morris isn't going to be playing big minutes. Zubats isn't going to be playing big minutes. What all of those guys have in common, they're big guys. And so Hartenstein could be uh, en route for more minutes in his last four, 24, 25, 24, 23. Not, a, not huge minutes by any means, but it's above the 19, 12, 17. He was before that. And for some reason, he's seen a price decrease on DK, even though we've seen a huge price increase on FanDuel and he's 4,700 on DraftKings. And yes, that, that center position, it's, we we're probably going to be wanting to play Embiid, bead, but it's always fun to have a bit of a late night hammer. And his last three games are 34.75, 31 and a half, 38.25. If he gets any extra minutes, this is just a phenomenal points-per-minute uh, producer. So, Hartenstein is a guy I like quite a bit on DK. All
0: right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play, under 5K to go 7X using drafting scoring. We do have a few guys down here. Um, what are you looking at?
1: I think I will go with Austin Reeves
0: i like it no shocking that we're both going to be using lakers players here i'm going to go horton tucker um no lebron horton tucker should have a, a really solid role in this game so
1: yeah and i want to hammer in min price on Fanduel horton tucker that might be your best value play on the slate if he's in the starting lineup
0: over 8k to go under 5x who's your bus today paul george yeah I mean for sure. Um in definitely... terms of a
1: hot take though, Russell Westbrook. Okay. All right. I will be underweight on Russell Westbrook without LeBron James today.
0: I think I have to go Kyrie at 10 8. Yeah. I don't know if the game necessarily like so many, so many question marks, but um I, I really think Durant is the play out of those two. If, and he has the bigger game, so I'll go Kyrie.
1: Yep, I agree. If you want to play Kyrie, play him on FanDuel where he's $1,000 cheaper.
0: Who is your favorite 6X play today?
1: Favorite 6X play today, Malik Monk.
0: Yeah, I like that one a lot. I'm going to kind of go off the board a little bit today and go Marvin Bagley. He's 5,600. Nice. I think he smashes in this spot against Brooklyn if he gets the minutes. So, hopefully, I mean double digit shot attempts now in three straight the minutes have kind of increased. Um so I'll go Bagley and I think the minutes increase is directly correlated with Grant being out. So
1: Yeah, love that.
0: Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Anybody standing out to you that could potentially be low owned here?
1: Fresh in my mind, Isaiah Hardenstein.
0: I like it. I'm
1: while well, you I'm... look. I want to say my six X play on FanDuel because I'm a FanDuel guy. I like giving these plays. My six X play on FanDuel, Sadiq Bay, and my bust on FanDuel is going to be. I'm gonna stick with Russell Westbrook. Let's do it.
0: All right. I don't know if this is weird or not, but give me give me my my dude um Codwell Pope KCP 5500. I feel like we're gonna be living in that like four and five K range today, trying to get some of these studs in there. And KCP, when he's shooting the ball well, like he has been recently, he can put up 30 plus. So yeah, KCP, here we go. I like it. Any uh any bets standing out to you here night before? Um, like I mentioned earlier, I definitely don't mind looking at Detroit plus thirteen. Um I think that line's a little crazy.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I like that quite a bit. Um, that Detroit line is nice. The other thing I wouldn't mind doing would be going over to prize picks and see see what you can see the night before and the morning of before these this news is announced because we were talking about it before today's slate there's so such so much crazy stuff that ha- is happening. You got a tail maladon points over earlier in the day. And now we got Trey Mountain ruled out and that's looking like an absolute smash. So check that points, pro- that, that prize pick stuff, because they often, uh, they give you a few minutes to adapt before the news happens. So make sure you're on that.
0: Yeah. I just, on Prize picks, I just took a second half over at eight and a half. So um, which I was getting a little prize picks action in there for the second half of this game as well uh, because I mean, there's there, looking at the first quarter of this game. There's been absolutely no defensive played, so why not roll the dice on <laughs> Theo Mountain and Brandon Williams? I took I took Maldon's points over eight and a half and over sixteen fantasy points for Brandon Williams. So here we go. I like it. So okay, I have two
1: legit legit sweats.
0: I hope they. I got.
1: I'm in twenty sixth place with Brandon Williams. And there's only one other guy ahead of me with Brandon Williams. Oh, dang. Two other guys ahead of me with Brandon Williams. And then uh, I got another team with Brandon Williams, Teo Maladon, as well as Drew Eubanks. That is currently 90 off first, 80 off first place. So we got a couple of legit sweats going.
0: Hope it works out for you. That is going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.